Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Today's topic is going to be very interesting, and I'm trying as much as possible to see, I'm looking at my time, to see how I'll be able to have these very particular conversations uh, straight into, and um, so we'll be able to now be able to thun some certain narratives and some certain thoughts. Trust me, today's question is going to, I mean, today's conversation is going to be one of those conversations that you have to actually sit down and actually look, what have you done to yourself that God has not done to you. Because the truth of it is the fact that when the Holy Spirit was was breathing on this very particular thought for me since yesterday to this morning, it's a popular scripture which we know about Elijah. Uh, but at the same time also, the Holy Spirit was able to play with my mind. I, I like I like when he does that. He plays with my mind. And for me to be able to pull some certain possibility. The title of the message is what I've titled, Open Your Heart, The Ravens Will Feed You. Open your heart. The ravens will feed you. I know you'll be thinking, okay, fine, what, what my heart is open. I'm already serving God. Uh, I, I, I'm doing what I need to do when it comes to the things of God. So what open again are you saying that you open my heart for? Yeah, don't worry. By the time we're in these very particular conversations or these narratives, you understand what I mean when I mean open your heart for the ravens will feed you. All right, before we start this moment, I just want us to pray. And you know, to, uh, that's how I do my thing. I just want us to pray this moment so that we'll be able to now blanket our word. Heavenly Father, we just want to say we thank you. We appreciate it because indeed you are the King of Kings, a Lord of Lords, the Mighty One, and battle the El Shaddai. We thank you, King of Glory, because we know that we are about again to come into your presence and you are about also to change our thought, change our mindset, change how we see things, and also to be able to pull possibilities that you have for us. Holy Spirit, Father, O oh Lord, I ask that this moment, go and begin to make the crooked places straight for everyone that is currently streaming on Platform Radio, Dexterity Radio, and also currently on Facebook. Father, Lord, I decree that your counsel will reach them, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, that everything that they would desire, Lord, from my voice, oh Lord, Father, they will be hearing my voice, but they will hear you speak in their inner man. Tell them what to do in the name of Jesus. Father, use me, oh Lord, at this moment to be able to put your counsel on the table. So you will give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, family, this is the thing here that I need us to talk and also for us to be able to address this moment is the fact that um, whether we like it or not, challenges will definitely want to come. Challenges will come. Challenges will definitely want to hit us. Um, we're in this world. The Bible says we are in this world, but we are not from this very particular world. So which means when that statement says we are in this world, it means that definitely we will have to experience what this world is also experiencing. But the advantage in which we have is the fact that we carry our, um, our fullness, our identity, or for lack of a better word, your ambassadorship is not from this world. But do not be carried away whereby just because you give your life to Christ or you're a Christian or maybe you're a minister of the gospel or you're speaking tongues, you fast, you pray 70 days, 120 days, whatever grace in which you have and all of a sudden you are wondering why is this happening to me? But God, I've done my own part. I've done everything A, B and C. So why is this happening to me? I need you to understand. Let's clear that part out. The reason why it is happening to you is because you're on earth. If you don't want to experience any challenges and trouble, it's okay. 
You can visit upstairs. We'll meet you when our time, when we'll finish our race. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm so excited because I wanted to understand that you are in this world. And so because you are in this world, definitely, you will go to the shops where unbelievers are going. You will buy food where unbelievers are buying food. You would you will shop at the, the same shopping mall where unbelievers are shopping mall. And so if those unbelievers, they are doing nonsense, it's a possibility that the nonsense will happen to you. But please, don't be carried away to think that God allowed those things to happen to you. No, God did not allow those things to happen to you. It's just the fact that we are in this world. But our system and what governs us in this world it is actually not from this world if you are a believer and so based on this very particular thing the story which i want to use to to, to apparently bring my conversation uh to 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 a to a role as a story that i i, I saw and I, I just laugh i like that very particular story the story of elijah how elijah the book at the bible makes us to understand the book of elijah i mean what's called first king chapter 17 yep first king 17 from verse 1 to verse 6 because of my time i may not be able to read all that very particular thing but it's the story where where the lord apparently the lord asked elijah to go uh to go to the brooks and say when he gets to the brooks that he will send the ravens to feed him now by the time i was reading that very particular i think i think let's read it because sometimes it is good for us to just read so that it stays in our mind and we begin to understand what we are talking about so that you can see that god can you see the thing there is the fact that god can send you to ravens and i'll give you the descriptions of what the holy spirit was saying to me concerning who are these ravens god can actually send you to ravens and so let's get to see first king chapter six because it's very important so that we don't then begin to 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 lock ourselves of the possibility that we need to enjoy all of a sudden simply because we're like no you know we are in this world and so because of that i don't want to do some certain things with unbelievers and all those things come down come down we will sort that problem today we will sort it out the holy spirit had to mess my mind up to the point that i actually changed my prayer point this morning i changed it very quickly because my mind i'm like no i'm not going to when i know that the earth is of the lord and the fullness thereof belongs to my father i'm not going to live a limited life simply because there is one unbelievers one atheist one pagan one whatever that we want to determine how i'm going to live my life on earth when my father owns the universe and this is a thing in which we want to talk about but let's get to see in the book of first king chapter 17 because when we read it we'll begin to understand for you to see that your god your own god will actually ask a raven to feed elijah because sometimes when we don't show you from the scripture you'll be like yeah this pastor is just coming up with conversations that is not even in the bible it's in your bible first king chapter 17 the bible says in verse 1 it says and elijah the tishbite who was of a who was of the inhabitants of gilead said unto ahab as the lord god of israel liveth, before whom i'm standing there shall be no dew nor rain this year but according to my word and the word of the lord came unto him saying get thee hence and turn thee eastward and head thyself by the brooks by the brooks chariot that is before jordan now verse 4 here says and it shall be that Thou shalt drink of the brooks, and I have commanded ravens to feed thee. Here the statement, the Bible says, for he has commanded ravens to feed thee. He says, so he went and did according to, he went and did according, according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brooks, like the Lord says, um, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh, I mean bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and the brooks, I mean and he drank of the brooks what am i trying for you to understand on this very particular context here if you read the story also if you read it verse downward the bible says that after then the brooks got dried and god actually created another way for him to go and meet the woman i think i'm it's called the the, the, the widow of zarafat he went to the widow of zarafat i was reading that also, it also messed my mind up but this is the thing here that i want us to understand here is the fact that i want you to understand that believers that god can use anything to actually want to bless you 
He can use anything to want to bless you. If we look at the characteristics of ravens, I think I was even trying to, to look in Google to see what are the characteristics of ravens. These very particular ravens, animals, what, what, what made them or what, what forms their character? How do they operate? What functions in their, what function in their mind? One of the things for me that, that actually struck me with these very particular ravens is the fact that ravens are particular animals whereby they don't even like to share their food. They don't like to share their food. Raven something, one of the things in which I find them, Raven lives from desert to a coniferous forest and the coastal cliff in the forest. They nest in stick made nest on trees and on desert and also on rocks cavity. They feed on fruit, seeds, nuts, fish, carrion, small fish, food remains, uh, food remains and garbage. When you look at everything concerning the ravens, the ravens actually, they do stuff that when you want to look at it as a believer, you will not want to actually have anything to do with ravens. But can you see God's intelligence when it comes to ravens? The ravens, dear, these are animals where I was reading the particular. So I was watching the particular one uh, on YouTube. I was just seeing how ravens they will try to manipulate an animal. One of the ravens will come, convince an animal so that the other ones will be able to take that very particular thing. These guys are very deceptive people. These guys, remember, they are self-centered. They can play. They are play for if they want to play with you. They are playing from their advantage position. They don't look at you to play with you. It's not in their business. Now that's ravens. Now, if the, with the way I'm describing this, don't you think that you have ravens around you currently now as we're talking you with the description where you have that friend that doesn't just like you that friend that is self-centered that friend that or that company in which you are working for they don't just like believers now this is the funny thing about the ravens the bible says that the lord said he had commanded the ravens to feed elijah but elijah needed to be in a particular place for him to be able to pull that very particular possibility this is the thing here i want to put on the table today do you notice that yes we are in the lockdown but there is a state of mind that is a position you need to be at for you to be able to pull some certain things or, or, or for you to be able to compel the hand of God to be able to route new possibilities in you. I'm not talking about a location where you need to be. I'm not saying now that because Elijah was at the brooks, you now need to go look for a brook. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the state of your mind. Where is the state of your mind is currently? That's what my thought to says. Open your heart. The ravens will feed you. Open your heart and your mind. The ravens will feed you. What are the ravens there? The ravens may be that company where you are currently working and you know that that company does not belong to a believer but nonetheless all of a sudden you are <laughs> you need by the time i was reading that very particular thing and i was saying in my mind i'm like imagine if elijah by the time elijah got to that very particular brooks and that very particular ravens is bringing the food for elijah and all of a sudden elijah was busy binding the ravens don't that sound like we as christians in the body of christ where all of a sudden you don't know that the ravens around you god has orchestrated that muslim let me say it god has orchestrated that muslim that pagan that atheist that unbeliever that naturalist that whatever for them to be in your life but all of a sudden you are busy binding the devil thinking that these people that are here that they are coming to conflict your faith and stuff see calm down don't be too quick see i i hear a lot of a lot of funny enough pastors like our kind i hear a lot of pastors like my kind who will tell you that no be not do, do not be an equally yoke with unbeliever and all those things and stuff that you can't be doing business with unbelievers and stuff. you see funny this is me now saying it please out of context please remember out of context sometimes it's actually good for you to do business with unbelievers because they keep to time they keep to they, they make sure that whatever they need to do they, they they understand the system of excellence but when you bring your own fellow christian come let's do this business today that's the, the time they're supposed to report at the office by 9 a.m that's when they are binding the 
devil and praying. Like, come down there. I'm paying you for you to be in my office from 9 to 5. Anything prayer point at that point, I'm not interested. I pay for that eight hours time. So do it. But this is the thing here with, with Elijah that for me, that, that was very interesting. Elijah was not quick to bind the ravens. Elijah's heart was open because Elijah had the conversation. He was talking to God, mind you. And God says, ravens will feed you. Elijah should have been very quick to say, no, God, are you losing your mind? How do you mean that an unbeliever will come up? Where is that pastor? Where is that pope? Where is that bishop? Where is that archangel that needs to be? Why will an un these very particular dirty animals, these animals that are very selfish, why will they be the one to come and feed me? Elijah would have been able to question that, put God on the question on that very particular negotiation. But do you see the funny thing about Elijah? Elijah understand that he gave God all the possibility that is available for God to use. No wonder God was able to use the ravens to feed Elijah. Maybe currently now the reason why you are where you are currently, and I'm feeling in my spirit now to say this to somebody currently now that is streaming, either streaming or listening to me on dexterity or probably on platform, is the fact that this is a thing here. Maybe God has actually sent that ravings to your life at this moment to feed you. Because if you notice with Elijah, the ravings was not there permanently. The ravings was for a particular season. But all of a sudden, you are binding the ravings. You are, you are, you are speaking in tongues, wasting your effort where God has made the provision for you. My question to you today that I want to, because mind you, this is a rested life conversation. Let's still rest it to have a conversation that God is a God that cannot be boxed. Maybe the reason why the delay in your life is because God is asking you, go and submit your tender. No, I know people is going to accuse me for saying this one, but it's okay. I, I, I have the grace I can bear it. Maybe God is saying to you, go and submit your tender in SAB. And you are saying, no, but I'm a Christian. Why would I go and put my tender in SAB? But God says, go and submit your tender in SAB, go and put your CV probably in Lotto because I'm trying for you to understand that God can do anything and any and see we serve a anyhow God, a God who can route possibilities as long as his children are on his line. He can make even a wicked king to favor you. That's the God in which we're talking about. But my question for you today is your mind open to be able to hear to say no, this is the counsel of God. I know that you will say the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever but my question with that very particular scripture there that I keep saying to people, the Bible says even in Amos 3 3. He said, Can two walk together except they agree? When you walk in that company, are you believing in their God? Have you now decided to remove your own God and also accept their own God? No, your faith is still intact. Your light needs to shine. When the Bible says, Let your light shine before men, he wasn't saying, Let your light shine before the believers alone. No, 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 no. If he says, Let your light shine before men, which men were you supposed to shine your light to? No, let's, let's be honest. Let's ask ourselves a serious conversation. Which men are you supposed to shine your light to? Because all of us in the church, our light is so shining. That's why the church is very bright, but we cannot find the effect of the church in the marketplace. Why? Because we are full with the shining of the light in the church, but yet we are refusing to take that light to go into the spheres of influence where we can be able to, to push narrative. God is asking you today. Go put your CV. Do that very particular business. But you are saying, no, God, I don't want to partner with this guy. This guy is a Hindu guy. If I, if I partner with a Hindu guy, what of if this Hindu guy? What is your problem? The Bible says the wealth of the sinners is laid up for, I mean, is laid up for the righteous. My question I ask people every day. I'm like, we like praying that prayer. Lord, let the wealth of the sinners come to me, the righteous. Let the wealth of the sinners. My, this is my prayer. This is my thought that I say to people. If you pray that prayer, let the wealth of the sinners come to you, the righteous. What business are you doing? for that very particular channel of wealth to flow into your direction. Because trust me, you cannot be selling Bible where unbelievers are. They won't, people download Bible on their phone, like really? 
They, they will not buy your Bible. You will still remain poor. Where wealth is there. Possibility that when the Bible said the wealth of the sinner is little for the righteous, you need to have and find a way of having your own mining license. Go and mine where they are mining. Because why? when you begin to mine, there, your light begins to shine. That very particular community see you, they say, ah, this very sister Lagbajam, we like the God in which she is serving. All of a sudden, the community give you a whole five-year license or five-year drilling right to drill that place. Because why? You have chosen to be in the mining sector. You have chosen to remove your mind. To say, okay, fine. If God because the thing there you need to understand here when the bible is talking about the whole issue of do not be unequally yoked with unbeliever it is making you to understand that do not be do not do not patronize their god do not do not for lack of a better word, do not sell yourself short to accommodate your lifestyle. No, you still stay righteous. Do you notice that as the ravings was bringing food to Elijah, Elijah did not become unbeliever. Elijah did not become the ravings also. Elijah was eating the food that was coming from the ravings, but yet it never changes Elijah. Elijah still remains the prophet of God. The same thing also applies to you. Just because you are working in that company, and the company is owned by a Muslim man, does not mean that all of a sudden, that for the fact they are not asking you to convert to become a Muslim. What's your problem? My friend, stay there. Do your work. Pray that you find more favor. Pray that they, employ, that they promote you to now even become the chief, what's it called, the chief managing director of the company. The possibility there because why you need to be there for your light to shine. You need to be there. God put you there, not by accident. I know you are listening to me currently now. You are saying, I, I feel in my spirit, you, you are already tired with where you are working for. Maybe God wanted you to listen to this very particular conversation. That he put you there for a purpose. Maybe you are blocking your mind to say, no, these people, they hate me. Of course, they will hate you. Ah, ah. John 17, because to understand. Jesus himself said it. He said that I am leaving these people here. They will hate them because they are not from this world anymore. They will hate you. It's okay. When people hate you, for me, me I don't have a problem. Maybe because for me, I've made peace. When people hate you, it's the fact that they have job to do. So because of that, or they, they are jobless. And so they needed a job to do. So the job in which they need to do is to do a job of hatred. So let them hate. It's okay. When people are busy gossiping you or people are telling you that things that you see you are going to, for the fact that they can see that you are not going to make it in life. Ha -ha. Praise them because it is not easy for them to also see the, what you are seeing. So if they are seeing negative concerning you, I appreciate them like, okay, that's what your eyes can see. So stay there. But as far as I'm concerned, I am seeing possibility. I am seeing increase. I am seeing advancement in our life. I am seeing things working together for my good. What am I trying for us to understand? The ravings around our corners. I know one of the things in which a lot of people have actually said concerning my darling team, you, you have a way of where you just make the scripture look as if, okay, we don't know what we're saying and stuff. See, I know you know what you're saying, but also hear me. I'm not saying throw away your thought. Keep your thought one side, but also hear me on this side. The ravings, whether you like it or not, check your complex where you are. If the Bible says, um, be not an equally yoke with unbeliever, the complex where you are staying, the company where you are, st where you are working, the road in which you are driving, unbelievers are driving on that very particular road. So why are you still there. You should have left that company and you should have left that very particular complex you are staying. So let's not carry the Bible too extreme. No, let's not carry the Bible too extreme to the point that we cannot even relate what the scripture is saying. When he says, be not an equally yoke with unbeliever, he's trying to say, don't buy their God. Don't leave their gods. I mean, don't live with their gods. Don't patronize what they patronize, but you can still stand there. If God is saying, be not an equally yoke with unbeliever, then which means God should not have sent his son, Jesus, to come and die for the world because from the position of where God is, his place is righteous. Sending his son to come on earth to come and die. Habba. Eh, really? See, the Bible is sweet. 
The Bible is easy to understand. It's just talk, it, it takes one person who does not understand how to appropriate the Bible to confuse you. And when they confuse you, all of a sudden, you take it as a doctrine and you run with it. Like, no, I don't want to be an equally believer. And also, hear me, hear me well, because I need to say this part. Because I say so, that doesn't mean that now I say no, but I listened to Pastor Darlington. He said, Be not a, that it is fine for me. Don't go and marry a sinner. You marry a sinner and the sinner beats you, you will see clearly and you will leave. I say to people a lot of them, they say love is blind. Ne? I don't have a problem. No, this, you see the love, I'm blinded by this love. I say, if you say love is blind, by the time the blindness affects you, you will see clearly. It's okay. You will see clearly. Trust me, you will see clearly. So because of that, be marrying an unbeliever, it is not of our tribe. Doing business with them, trust me, do it. The Bible says in what's it called in Isaiah chapter 60, it says from, I think Isaiah 61, yeah. It says, for Gentiles shall come unto the brightness of your rising. And kings also, if Gentiles will come, do you notice that from that conversation of Gentiles there, it was talking about unbelievers will come to the brightness of your rising. And if you are saying that if they are going to come to the brightness of your rising, most of those people, trust me, they are not tongue-speaking people. But yet, they are supposed to be there to enhance the thing God has given you to do. Ravens have been part of God's conduit. I don't know if this is the only thing you will take from this very particular message today. Ravings has been part of God's principle, part of God's conduit for him to be able to use to feed us at this point. Whether you like it or not, ravings is going to be around our space. Ravings is actually going to be one of the things that God is going to use to erode your new possibility. Let me shock you also. The story of Esther, Mordecai, and Haman. Who was the guy that announces the blessing? I mean, that, that, that promoted, um, what's it called? Haman. I mean, promoted Mordecai. It was a raving called Haman. Haman was busy decorating Mordecai, but had no clue. Sometimes you need your ravens. In fact, you even need to pray for your ravens to, to hate you the more so that God can use them to bless you the more. The problem with the church is the fact that we are quick to bind the devil, com command, destroy enemies from four beers. You know, sometimes when, I, when, I, when my eyes open to that very particular thing, I say, no, my enemy needs to stay because I want Psalm 23 to be a reality. He says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Which means my enemy needs to be there to see the table. That you see, you thought that I can't be able to do this. The ravens need to be there to see. You thought that this is not going to happen for me. But this is what my God has done. So that when your enemy see what your God has done, your enemy will now come and meet you. Please show us your God. Show us your God. That is what it means for your light to shine in the mountains of influence. That is what it means where you need to go and do business with the ravens because why see you are you are god on earth because i'm trying to look for a nice way to put it but I, I english is failing me today you are god on earth god see god was not intimidated with the darkness when he was creating this very particular earth he wasn't intimidated at all he did not shake him he had no even jesus when jesus come to die for us to be able to redeem us to our original state in god we can understand that jesus was even feeding with unbelievers jesus was there with a prostitute jesus was there with the people who hate him jesus was there trying to convince because what ravings are needed for us to be able to take our grandstand maybe i've heard it I think I, I, there's, a, there's a testimony that I, that I heard in Nigeria when I was still in Nigeria. It was so shocking and and this is a testimony there. It happens to a very close pastor of, of my mother, currently now in Nigeria. And this is a story there that, 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 that blessed me. This man was praying for God, for his ministry, for his ministry to grow. He was praying. All of a sudden, he has preached seven points on how to give 22 points of sowing to your pastor's life. You know, he comes with all the points. 
nothing was working. One day he said he just told God, God, use anything to bless me because your work must continue. All of a sudden, you guys call it Sangoma here. In Nigeria, we call it Habalist. Okay. Other country, I don't know how you call it, but it's fine. You'll find it. A Habalist, a Sangoma. When I mean a Sangoma, a Sangoma was able, and I remember the very particular day, the, the, the Sangoma ended up giving his life to Christ. But this is the funny thing. The Sangoma said, a spirit told him at the forest that he should take the money that they have brought for him for consulting to go and give it to this very particular pastor. When the pastor heard that very particular thing, he said, "This cannot imagine a Sangoma bringing money to a pastor to build the house of God. That's what we're talking about when ravens are meant to feed you. When the Bible says that if you do not praise me or you do not worship me or stuff, I will raise stone. When it talks about stone, it's talking about the ravens. Things that you think that has no possibility of doing anything. The same God will raise those very particular things to route miracles, signs, and wonder. But to cut a long story short, the man, the Sangoma gave his life to Christ. As a matter of fact, currently now, he's also one of the top deacons in that very particular church. What are we saying? The ravens is meant to feed you. Don't be quick to bind the ravens. Don't be quick to start speaking in tongues and begin to go into 21 days prayer and fasting simply because you see that very particular Hindu guy comes to your door and is knocking your door and says, no, I just want to favor you. I have an unlimited data. Can you share with me with this data? All of a sudden you are thinking, hmm, the man wants me to share data. I want to share data with me. He has gone to, to sacrifice the, the data on the altar and calm down. See, see, can we not be true? Let's not, let's not be too spiritually minded and utterly useless. I think I know this statement will sound hard, but can we all not be too spiritually minded and we lose relevance on this very particular earth? God can still use ravens to feed you. God can still use ravens to feed you. My message for you today is open your mind. Open your heart. Open your mind. Open your heart. The possibility of what God wants to route for you this season, the possibility is very strong. But until your heart is open to the fullness of what God has. See, your business is to ask. The how factor is God to do it. The Bible, do you see something about uh, what you call Matthew 7, 7? He said, ask, it shall be given. Seek, it shall found. Do you notice? He said, ask, it shall be given. Because God knows that if he tells you that ask for the raven shall give you, you will bind him for saying that. That's why I say, ask, it shall be given. You just ask, but it shall be given unto you. Seek, you shall find. Because you can go and seek something or to knock a door of opportunity. And the person that will open for you at the back of that door may not even be, an may not even be a believer. But your business is to ask. But this is the thing here. When you are going to ask and you're going there to do what you need to do, are you going from the position knowing too well that my faith is already grounded, that when these ravings are coming, you are not going to be shifted. You're not going to be moved. Not, you see, tomorrow by 7 p.m., I want to employ you. Join me 7 p.m. Exactly the same place you are streaming or you're listening to me for 7 p.m. That's a message title that I want to preach. It's called afflicted but not conflicted. Oh, you need to join me tomorrow for me to show you that there are some certain things that God has given us as a strong force of reasoning for us to run our life that you can be afflicted and yet you can't be conflicted. Join me tomorrow on that part. But let's focus on today. The ravings have been wired to feed you. The ravings has been wired to feed you. Open your mind for you to begin to understand that these ravings that is around them, let's not be too quick to bind them and to begin to cast them away because God also won that very particular ravens also for them to see his magnitude. And for mind you, you need to understand the Bible says the earth is of the Lord in the book of Psalm. The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof, which means everything belongs to him. He can do anything and undo with anything as long as the thing is available for him to be able to use. Mm. As I begin to bring this very particular thought to a close, 
or but I need you to understand something. Even in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, he said, Give it shall be given unto you. <laughs> Price down, shaking together. You know, this is the thing there. When people talk about the whole issue of giving, people are thinking that when you give in the church, you get your blessing from the church. No, calm down. The supernatural empowerment, the wisdom of God to be able to cascade your mind to see opportunities that is around you for you to know. That's what your giving does when you give your, your resources. To the church. I think let's stay with the church first for now. To the church. But this is the thing. He said when you give good measure, press down, shaking together, men give unto you. It didn't say, it didn't, the Bible didn't say believers or tongue-speaking men. He said men shall give unto you. Men give to you. Whichever men God want to use, as long as my faith is intact, I know that I still subscribe to the God who has created this very particular universe. If God will bring the death, you know, I have this very particular saying I used to say, uh, the days that I, that, I, that I was running Dexterity Radio full-time, back-to-back, and I used to say, I say, I have put God as the managing director of this, I mean, as the marketing manager of Dexterity. Now, for you know, that was my prayer every day. I said, I have put God as the marketing manager of my business. The devil has no choice than to buy my product. Because why? If God would be, if Jesus would be the one marketing your product, the devil will buy it. Yeah, because ah, that's the almighty himself being the marketing manager of your product. The devil has no choice. He will buy that very particular product. And all of a sudden, opportunities, influence, what's it called? Political stages that I never knew that I would be in. Why? Because I understand that if God, Jesus, is the marketing manager of my brand, opportunities that he will want me to go. And trust me, when those opportunities open, I go there, I still speak my Bible. Then I was not even a pastor. I mean, a, a pastor. I still speak my Bible and yet still put the, the conversation. They still invite me again. What am I trying to say? God can use ravens to favor you. God can use ravens to favor you. Now, this is the thing as I begin to bring this very particular thing to a close. The Bible says here, in the book of Psalm 81, verse 10, it says, open your mouth wide, for I will fill it. Op your business is open your mouth wide. When I mean open your mouth wide, open it. Begin to ask God of, God, I need, I'm thinking of a country that, 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 that I feel like I should go there and rule. I need, uh, what's you know, this one here? Do you have, no, it's not put up, uh, Peter Mutarika that is there anymore. Uh, Malawi, I need Malawi, Lord. Lord, I need South Sudan, a whole nation. God can give you that. It is possible. God can give you that. Because what? You open your mouth wide and let him be the one to orchestrate the possibility to bring ravens to feed you. And when the ravens come, please don't be quick to bind the ravens. Don't be quick to bind the ravens. Now let's look at ways we limit God. Because we need to also look at those, those very particular things. What are the ways in which we limit God? What are the ways in which we limit God? One of the ways in which we limit God is the fact that we limit God in our words. We live with God in my word. Most of us are not talking, but yet we are complaining. Oh, yeah. We are not talking, but we are just busy complaining. Complaining of some certain things that we don't see. The Bible, see, come, bring your, bring your thought before him. He wants to hear you speak to him. He's a loving father. He wants to hear you say, your, say his word. The Bible says, he says, remind me of my word. I think also we can see that in Isaiah chapter 45 verse 11, he said, command me of my handwork. He did not say, come and beg me. You know, I, I, I think I, I was also there. So let me not now come as if I can be James Bond. I was also there. Where by the time you are going to meet God, you are going to meet God and you are begging. You know, God, I beg now. God, you're find a way you know god i'm your guy you know find way do something no the bible says in what's called hebrew chapter 4 verse 16 he said come boldly come bo your can, can can we find faith in your words 
Can we find? You see, the funny thing here, I remember, a few weeks ago, not even a few weeks, I think about 10 days, 11 days now. You see these two hands that is waving here. If you go back two, back, two messages back before now, these two hands could not raise. Why? Because I understand, he, the devil decided to say he wants to put me. I remember because I can see Pastor Adewumi currently is here. The devil decided to say he wants to rest as I is a lie. I was not conflicted with that. I knew that this is the highest antics you are going to take. After you are done, devil, you will leave me. It was not even a serious prayer point. I remember my wife was like, okay, no, babe, let me pray for you. She held my hand and she prayed. After she prayed, it was okay. She did not come back and we start binding the devil. Hey, you see, God, please find a way now. We understand because we have command his word and God's integrity is to make sure that his word come to pass. On Thursday last week, my hand, if you notice, my hand was like this throughout. I was using this hand to the building like this as if I was a traffic conductor. What am I trying to make you understand? When that very, when we understand that the word of God carries power, we were willing to push it. We prayed once and never prayed about it again. My wife also is my witness. Never prayed about it again. Yes, we went to take medication. Oh, you don't want to see, you don't want to see all the James Bond, which I do. I did a serious James Bond. Thank God for good wives we have around our space. Ne? Maybe by now it would have been a serious problem. But don't worry, I'll tell you all the stories tomorrow. By 7 p.m., uh, that's where the message will be. It really will be a message. But what am I trying to say? Ravens can still feed you. What are the words in which you are saying? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 11, it says, command me of my handworks. Command. It didn't say come and beg and be living a life of and be, and be looking at God and you are, you are like, you see, but no, this is God. But he said command now. God, I need. In fact, one enough, you know, people will tell you that there's a difference between wants and need. Me, I've actually changed my own, my own system of that prayer. When people tell you that, no, you see, there's a difference between wants and there's a difference between need. In my mind, I'm like, okay, you see, you guys are making this thing very complicated. Name. My own prayer is, God, he said, I want to need the Bentley. So whichever one, he will actually answer. But me, I joined, God, I want to need, I want to need that Bentley. I want to need to marry a good wife. Because I don't even know which one is wants. I don't know which one is need. So because of that, I want to need. And all of a sudden, it works for good. Your words, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? The Bible says in Psalm 24, from verse 1 to verse 3, it said, The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. If the earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof, what are you commanding him for? What are you commanding? Point number two, because my time is quite, quite running out. Point number two, in your actions, your actions, what are the actions you are taking? Do you notice in the book of 1st Kings, chapter 17, in which we read, when, G, when God said to, uh, to Elijah, Go to the brooks. If Elijah did not go to the brooks by taking an action of faith to go there, Elijah would have died poor. In fact, eh, all of a sudden, the grace of Elijah would have moved quickly to Elisha or one of the sons of the prophet that was hanging around Elisha. But he understand that the ability for me to take hold, even in coronavirus, your re corresponding reaction to the things God has said concerning you. If you are not going to take action and you are sitting there expecting that, no, your pastor will be the one to help you take action. That, no, you want to wait when, when you have the time. See, trust me, you will sit there. Mercedes Benz will pass you. Uh, what's it called? All the cars will pass you. Before you know what's going on, the kekena pep will now be passing. Before you know what's going on, you will now decide to pick from bicycle. Can you please and please take action? When we talk about take action, most of us are not, I mean, when it comes to what, what has he said to us that we need to do? Ecclesiastes chapter 11 from verse 1 to verse 6, we understand that very particular scripture. The Bible makes us to understand that we need to sow. Sow in the morning, sow in the afternoon, sow in the evening. Now when we talk about the concept of sowing here, I am using this very particular scripture just because I'm, from the point of my sowing here, I'm not talking about the sowing of money and co, which is included, but it's the sowing of your talent. 
part of your sowing is ability for you to go to that office and go and seek for that very particular opportunity. You are sowing your time in the investment of the things you want to achieve. You are sowing your energy. You are sowing your resources. But we are quick for us to say, Lord, I want you to bless me with this. But yet there is a corresponding action. I tell people, and this is my own, this is where I put my own faith. When God says you should do A, B, C, or when he says thou shalt be blessed, whether you like it or not, your own part needs to be played in the blessing. Trust me, your opening to be paid in blessing. My popular example I like using, you pray, God, give me a car. The car has been given to you. Do you notice that your part in that very particular car is to actually take the key that has been given to you, go to the car, open the car, and drive the car. God will not come and drive that car for you. You prayed and say, God, I need for me to get married this year. What are you doing that can communicate an intelligence of marriage? Funny enough, I don't know where I'm going there. The Bible says, he that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtain favor. I like saying, he that finds a wife, not he that finds a slay queen. He that finds a wife, not he that finds a, a what's it called, a figure eight. He that finds a, can we see you be a wife while you are a lady or a woman? He that finds a wife. The Bible did not say he that finds a girl. The same thing also applied to a man. The man, the man is busy praying that no, I, I you see, all the ladies praying that God bring my own husband and stuff. See, not a boy. Not a, not a, for lack of a better word, I feel like you know, my head is just going towards this nonsense of Zudu Wabantu and uh, this other Holy Spirit bring me back. Ooh. Not a Ben 10. Let's just end it there. He da- See, for you to be praying for a wife, are you a husband? And for you, woman, to be praying for a husband, are you a wife? Let's be honest. Are you a wife? See, or are you a husband? You can't be praying. See, God, you, I don't know why people make my God look as if my God is stupid. No, my God is a smart guy. Very smart. In fact, uh, the one who created my brain. So no matter how I try to think his possibility, it will take me eternity. No wonder we can see what Paul says. He said that I may know him. Because we as every day we wake up, we still know this very particular God. What are we trying to say here? If you are praying for a husband, be a wife. If you are praying for a wife, be a husband. Eh? Don't, don't, don't come and now all of a sudden you are a boy. You, you are praying for a wife. You think the women will come. In fact, this is women's month. Let me even just focus a bit. for. Let me just enhance my women's profile. Women? If the man that is coming around your space is not, is not putting what you call clear point visions and plan and agenda concerning your life, not even his own life, concerning your life. If the man is not going to put a vision concerning your life as a woman, woman, see, you have no business hanging around that man. No business. I like a particular word. It's called submission. If the man does not have a mission, you have no business to sub. Forget it. You don't have any business. If the man says, I'm still trying to find myself, let him find himself. When he knows himself, then you can go and meet him. He hasn't found himself. I want to help him to find... like, What's your problem now? Like, uh, are you a mechanic? Can't relax. You can't be fixing all the cars that come. You fix the car before you know what is going on. The car will come. The car is now good. Decided to drive and go and meet a lawyer. Then you are angry. Why? I calm down now. I calm <laughs> You know the story which I'm talking. I don't want to mention it. You see, calm down. You can't be fixing everything. Let God fix the man. You the woman. By the time you see that this man, his vision is very clear. He knows where he is going. There you can bring the man. <laughs> so in this very particular thing, where do I fit into? I remember when I was about to get married. I, I, I keep. If I even a day to the, was it Lobola they call it? Yeah. You know when you married. Funny enough, I've just married for almost close to two years now. I'm beginning to forget because it looks as if it's eternity. I just enjoy my wife. If you are jealous, that's your own problem. It's not my business. Now, this is the thing that I was very important. A day to the day of my little I asked my wife, babe, are you sure that I fit you? 
that I carry what you want to sop into. I don't want it to be out of the position of compulsion or maybe because, like, do you see me as a man that you want to sop to? With everything that I've painted for you, do you find yourself in it? And I remember by the time where she, was, she, she traveled to see her family, we, I, I, I was sharing, no, trust me, I was sharing the future on a per second billing because I want her to know where we are going. No wonder what the things we are doing currently now and I see that she is rising and she is shining. Those are the things that I have prayed because as God raises me, she also needs to raise up. No, she must raise up by fire, by force. What am I trying to say, women? The thing is the fact that just this is just me just adding this one as a as a je ne sais quoi, just to put it on top of it. Please do not hang around some ravings that are there. See, there is a difference between a man and a fan. Yes, there's a difference between a man and a fan. The difference is the F. The other one will fade your destiny away. The other one will mature you in the things of God. F-A-N, it means fan. M-A-N means man. The difference is the M and the F. The M there will make you mature while doing the things God has called you to do. The F of the fan, it will blow away your destiny. Choose who you are. I feel like asking, ask your partner, that are you a fan or you're a man? You know, <laughs> I wish it's a, it's a life service, life Sunday service. Like, ask your husband, are you a fan or you're a man? But nonetheless, what am I trying to say? Your actions, to my point number two, your actions in which you are taking determines what you get out of it. Let me quickly jump as I go to my point number three. And just to say, now the point number three, what's in your thought? What are you having as a thought? Your thoughts, can we see your thoughts? I put it here in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. We know that very particular scripture. It's like a national anthem. For as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. For as a man thinking, what are you thinking? Are you thinking that, 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 that God, you can only bless me from this road? You can't bless me from this road. Are you thinking that way? Or you are thinking all angle? You are saying, God, the how factor. You know, for me, that is one of the things in which I pray. Me and my wife, we understand that very particular thing. And people hang around me. I say, let's just pray. The how, my own is to pray. The how factor is him. How it's going to come to pass. My own is, Lord, let my eyes be open to see the opportunities that are there. Because in case if you are sending ravens, let me not begin to bind the ravens. When I know that this person is coming with my gold, my frankincense, and everything which I need to run my life. Let me just humble myself. Oh. Let me humble. What are your thoughts? Are your thoughts clothed in one very particular place? You say, no, this is how I want it to be. And this is not how I want it to be. Your thought. Open your thought wide. Finally. This one is going to be very long, but at the same time, I'm going to... What are the religion and the prejudice, the biases in which you already have? Point number four. The biases in which you are already running with. The biases, the prejudice. One of the things in which I put here, I say one of the biggest disappointments about us in the body of Christ is that we are too quick to condemn and to write people off. Just because you notice that this person is having a turning point in his life and you meet the person at a particular angle of their life, you've concluded that nothing good can come out of this very particular person. Imagine if Elijah, in that very particular first King chapter 17, we read. Imagine if Elijah looked and says, God, how can you expect me to be fed by a widow? A widow of Zarephath. You did not even see the king. You did not even... If Elijah was quick to put religion into his thinking and write off the widow of Zarephath, he would have still died in the brooks there. What are the religion? Religion has taught us that we should be quick to condemn. We should be quick to write off people. You know, if this thing is not working or you just need to let go, quickly go for it. How many let goes will you be letting go? No, let's be honest. How many let goes will you be letting go? Imagine if God let go of you. Where will you be today? How many let go will you be letting go? I'm not saying that don't, that don't, don't, don't have system in terms of when people want to waste your time, waste your resources. There is also that whereby there is a system for that. But nonetheless, don't be quick to write people off. Don't be quick. 
Let's take our time. Religion has made us to understand that everything, that there must be a demon somewhere that is sponsoring it. What if there is no demon that is the hand of God that is there? Religion will make us to understand. And even our biases, simply because this person is not from your tribe, it's not from your, your lineage, it's not from your kindred, it's not from your path, you are quick to give up. The ravens will feed you. The ravens will feed you. The ravens will feed you. Imagine if Jesus would have written of the prostitute. That woman who came and where they were about, they were about to stone the woman. And Jesus looked at it and Jesus wanted to operate with religion. Because mind you, religion says kill the woman. Jesus says that I have come that they might have life. And he says let the woman be. Can we be quick to say even the ravens that is around, let's not be quick to kill them. Because we, sometimes we are very quick to kill ravens. Like no, you know the Bible says suffer not the wicked to live. I bind every... Calm down, calm down. Are you not tired shaking your head? Are you not tired? All of a sudden now you finish praying. You are taking panado because why? You're having headache. This is where I want to put my thought today. My thought closed at this very particular point here to say, do not be quick to give up because why? God has actually instituted the ravens also to feed you. The ravens will feed you. I'm, I'm feeling in my spirit now. You just want me to pray and say, God, I, I, I want you to open another new doors. There are some of you currently now that are streaming and you've lost opportunity simply because you did not hear this message that ravens can also be used by God to give you opportunity. All of a sudden, simply because that person was not from your tribe, you gave up on it. That is a God of restoration in which I know. The God who can come true for you at any point in time. We're going to pray release the blessing and we'll end this very particular thing. But I want you to understand that God can use anything to feed you, including the ravens. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say we thank you. We thank you for a time for us to come again this afternoon, Lord, on a Wednesday. Father, oh Lord, where you have put your counsel to say the ravens are meant to feed us. Father, you say, oh Lord, that king shall arise, oh Lord, to the brightness of your I mission. King shall come to the brightness of our rising, and the Gentiles are, and the people will feed us and they will make us strong. Lord, I decree over the some person, oh Lord, currently now that have lost the opportunity that you have once marked for them simply because their mind was locked and their mind was not open to your possibility. Lord, I release this moment. I release the grace for that opportunity to come back and a better one in the name of Jesus. Every hand that have closed opportunity from operating in the lives of these people, Lord, I break those hands in the name of Jesus. Lord, for this very particular thought that you have given us today, that the ravings are bound, they are dear to feed us. Lord, I decree that God use anything to be able to be a blessing to somebody today in the name of Jesus. Lord, Lord, I decree for everyone that is going through a stress in their life right now. Father, with the mandate and the commission upon my life, I decree rest over you in the name of Jesus. I decree the rest of God over you in the name of Jesus. I begin to open doors where men begin to favor you. Men begin to help you. Your resources, in which, the resources in which you need to be able to take your life to the next level begin to come to you so many more in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you because we know that, yes, you have called us to be the light of this world. Lord, as we go out today, our light shines even where ravens are. In the name of Jesus, our light shines in the corridors of influence. Our names will be mentioned in place, O oh Lord, of notoriety. Our names will be mentioned in kingdoms of men for favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. To you, I give all the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray.
Amen. Family, I want you to understand this very particular thing. That God indeed wants you rested. And the rested life is a reality for you. And part of the things in which we're talking today, which is which you all know, is called our rested life conversation. Is a fact that I want you to understand that God himself wants to bless you. Please and please. I'm saying this to somebody. Don't block the opportunity God will use to bless you. Don't block the opportunity. Don't block the opportunity. Don't block the opportunity. God can do anything through anybody, through anything. But sometimes we are quick to write off all that aspect in which God wants to use to bless us. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.